This is episode 101 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. Don't be afraid to fail. You know, don't be afraid to do something different. Today, Tim sits down with Sean Deckmar, who isn't afraid to fail and who has thrived on doing something different. Every single person is just following the same routine. People go home, they lounge around, they go out, whatever they do. Next day, they do the same exact thing over and over and over again. But not Sean. Because he learned some really great things in college. College didn't teach me what I wanted to do. College showed me what I didn't want to do. Okay, fine. Well, he, he still learned some really great things. What college really did show me is if I want to be someone, if I want to make something of myself, I need to do it myself. See? Great things like that. So listen and learn, and be sure to get that college education. I like to think I'm well-read in, in finance, not professionally trained, uh, college dropout, or not. And now... Today's host of Steady Trade, Tim Bowen. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. In today's episode, we've got another interview with a great young trader, Sean Deckmar with Deckmar Trades. Uh, 25 year old guy, you know, I've I, I really, uh, I, I think I have a crush on a lot of these younger traders simply because I'm jealous that I wanted to day trade when I was 20 or 25, but the internet didn't exist. But uh, pretty cool. He's been full-time trader since he's about 20 years old. Um, one thing that big takeaways is he was willing to paper trade for a year. You hear that? Paper traded for a year to learn this. So that was pretty cool. And uh, I like his origin story. You know, he, he started out with not really want, knowing what he wanted to do in college. And, and he, he did the classic. He Googled how to get rich. <laughs> I love that. So, uh, you know, saw real estate, saw start a business, but then saw stock market and, and started studying. Uh, you know, back then it was in the library. He said going to use the computer to read as much as he possibly could. And, uh, you know, some of the big takeaways that, that I took from him and stuff you hear from me nonstop, you probably get sick of me saying it, but, you know, he talks about getting up early, you know, you know, you got to want it, you, you know, especially when we're trading these low float momentum news-based stocks. I mean, you got to be up when that 7 a.m. press release comes out. So, uh, you know, that work ethic, I love the, the wanting to get up early, the wanting to be there first. Um, he had a great quote from, quote from Ricky Bobby, you know, if you're not first, you're last. And, uh, you know, and one of the things he said is, you know, we all hear about the 85 to 90% that fail. You know, do you want to be lazy or do you want to outwork that small percent to be in that small percentile? And, uh, you know, some of the things we kind of wrapped up on after we talked about his history was some of his favorite setups. And we talked about these momentum low float stocks. And, uh, you know, if, if you're unsure what we mean by that, you know, it's, it's really looking for those stocks with huge, you know, price gains, you know, big moves relative to the stock price. So maybe it's a, a dollar stock going to a, to $2 or a $10 stock going to $20, you know, and, and we actually talked about kind of the lack of range right now in May and, uh, you know, we really look for those big movers relative to the stock price and especially news-based stocks. And, and something we didn't mention is one of the great things about Sean's strategy and a, and a strategy I talk about a lot. If there's no runners, you know, if there's, if there's no stocks with news, those momentum stocks don't pop up. 
Those are the days you do other things. You know, you study, you get errands done, you do your schoolwork. You know, he mentioned, uh, talked about his struggle with his studies while he was working with day trading. So, um, biggest takeaways, and it's a great podcast. I really enjoyed this one. Sean's a high energy guy, uh, and, and, and really a, a sharp guy. So, um, have that long term mindset, have that work ethic. Really look for that setup that works for you and be willing to paper trade and be willing to paper trade for more than a week or a month, you know, or, or two months. You know, I'm not saying you got to do it for a year or 14 months like he did, but try those setups, test them and have that long-term mindset. So again, I really enjoyed this one and I hope you guys as well. Let check out Sean with Deckmar Trades. Hey there, Steady Trade listeners. Now, we all know that Tim Bowen is the lead trainer for Stocks to Trade. But how many of you listeners actually use Stocks to Trade? Have any of you never even tried it at all? Well, if so, today you're in luck because Stocks to Trade is now offering a 14-day trial for only $7. Now, this means that for the price of a pretty good hamburger, you can spend two weeks of your time getting familiar with the platform to see if it's really as good as people say it is. And people say it's pretty good. My name is Luis from Los Angeles, California. I'm a brand new trader. Been using Stocks to Trade now for just a little over a year. I highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, it's definitely a program created for traders by traders. Very fluid, highly intuitive. Um, it's got amazing pre-market scanners. And the best part is that you can even create your own screeners. Uh, so for a newbie like me, it's nice having those training wheels and also the opportunity to kind of learn on my own and grow from there. So if you're not a Stocks to Trade user, I highly recommend that you become one. But here's the best part. If you sign up for this 14-day trial, you'll also get access to Stocks to Trade University, the learning hub, where you can watch 14 videos with Tim Bowen walking you through each feature of the platform. So if you haven't tried Stocks to Trade, take advantage of this 14-day promo while you still can. Go to the website, stockstotrade.com forward slash 14-day trial. That's stockstotrade.com forward slash 14-day trial. All run together one word. Go take advantage of this promotion today. The data provided during the trial period is provided by NASDAQ last sale and does not offer OTC, BB, or Level 2. This promotion is for new users only. Back here with another edition of the Steady Trade Podcast. And as I mentioned in the introduction, we've got Sean Deckmar with Deckmar Trades. And, uh, you know, he's been around for a few years now. Sean and I have never actually met. This is the first time we've, uh, we've reached out to him. So you're going to kind of get to know him with me. Give us a little bit of a bio. You know, I, I think you're a younger guy. You know, what, what's your history? Uh, what'd you do before trading? What got you into trading, et cetera? Yeah, and uh, hey, first off, it's great to meet you. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me on. I definitely look forward to it. I listen to you guys all the time, so it's an uh, absolute honor to be on your podcast. So thank you so much for that. But basically about my trading is, you know, I'm currently 25 years old, so I am you know, on the younger side. Uh, I started picking up trading when I was 20 years old. I was a sophomore in college, um, and I really started getting involved in the market. I was 19 or 20 right around that time then. Uh, and that's when I really started getting inspired by the stock market. That's when I really knew that's what I wanted to do because high school and first going into college, there wasn't really anything that I was super passionate about. There wasn't anything that I was, you know, overwhelmed on where I was saying, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. I'll be honest. I was just like a regular other kid where, you know, I really didn't have that great sense of direction of what I wanted to do for the next 20, See, this, 30 this years. Is where, 
you know, this is where I always come in as the, as the, as the ornery old man, you know, I, 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 I go on and on, you know, I was the same way. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do in high school or college. And I just wish I had the freaking internet like you guys had. I, I probably, you know, it took me until I was mid thirties to find trading because I had no internet. I, I, you know, I couldn't day trade from a small town in Michigan, but, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm pretty lucky on, you know, just the, the time I was raised and the time I was going to college to be able to have all this amazing technology. So I went into school, um, as a criminal justice major. Uh, basically going into school, I was just like, my parents were like, Hey, what are you going in as? And I really didn't have anything that I absolutely loved at that time. I, you know, I think I was watching that show, uh, like jailbreak and watching bad boys. And I was like, sure, why not? Let's do this. You know, this sounds like a good time. And, uh, but then, you know, one of the big things to me is yes, I do want to make money in my life. Is money the most important thing in my life? Absolutely not. But it is something that I want to acquire. It is something that is very important in my life so I can live the life that I, you know, I think I deserve and the life that I want to do. Um, so when I was a sophomore in college, I was going to class, 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 and I started realizing the same thing about every single person is that every single person is just following the same routine. We wake up every single day. We go to one class. We go to the next class. People go home. They lounge around. They go out, you know, party for a little bit, whatever they do. Next day, they do the same exact thing over and over and over again. And so what am I really learning? I'm learning how to be like every single other person. I'm going to be like 90, 95% of the other people. Well, now, again, I, 90 to 95% of the other people I know, they're in college debt. The 90, 90 to 95% of people I know, the first year of, you know, out of school, they're making 30, 40, $50,000 max. I don't know anyone that's you know, cleared of debt. I don't know, what, you know too many people that are living the life they want are on that financial freedom. It's like, why do I want to basically just sit in class, learn from someone that everyone else is learning from just to be like everyone else? So this is where I really broke out with a lot of my mindset and just trying to be different. So many people are so nervous, so scared to be different, so nervous to walk a different path than other people because they think they're going to get stared at, they're going to get laughed at. And it's so crazy in the world that we live in today. It's so much easier to be negative towards someone who wants to be someone rather than just, you know, accept someone for doing something that everyone else is doing. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just actually uh, honor society um, event at my old high school last week, I gave a, a kind of a brief introduction. And, and, and it's funny, you, the things you mentioned were a lot of the points I made. I'm like, man, you know, don't be afraid to fail. You know, don't be afraid to do something different because you've got that, you know, that, that ability, you know, that, that power of age. I mean, I think that so many people are afraid to screw up when they're 19 or 20. I mean, you got, you could, I mean, you can always go back to school or, you know, you know, maybe, maybe you do, you know, I'll let you kind of continue your timeline, but maybe you do what Sean does and it doesn't work. And, oh no, you go back to college at 22. Oh no. You know, um, you know, that's the biggest thing I talked about in that presentation. Don't be afraid to fail. I mean, don't exactly. be to try an unconventional path. I mean, I know a lot of people that some of the most successful people I know took a very unconventional path. Oh, now, I yeah. also know a lot of people that took the conventional path and they ain't so happy. So. Exactly. And I mean, any single person that is super successful at some point in their life, they did something different. They did something different down the road where they said, hey, I'm going to go and try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. If we just stay inside our little comfort bubble where we say this is where you have to go and you have to follow what everyone else does, you're going to end up just like everyone else. I always you know, use an example because, again, people like materialistic items. Look outside your window if you live in the city. 
what do you see, you know, car wise, you probably see maybe a Honda Civic, you might see a Prius, you might see an SUV. We don't see super nice sports cars just laid out, you know, across your neighborhood. You know why? Because they're hard to obtain. It takes, you know, it's a lot of money to buy these. So you know what? The people who can afford those aren't following what everyone else is doing. At some point in your life, you need to be able to break out. You need to be different. You need to say to yourself, I have a goal and I'm doing whatever it takes to hit that goal, no matter what other people think of me. Because right away, yes, you may fail. And yes, it is going to be hard. And if you quit right there, okay, you know what? You can always go back to where you started. That's not going anywhere. If you fail and you you say to yourself, hey, this is not working for me, you're just going back to exactly where you started, which is the same route that you've been on. Why not take that chance? Why not go ahead and try to break out and be a little bit different? And that's the real mindset that I really started seeing, especially in college when I was just going from class to class, learning the same exact thing. And I'm saying to myself, where am I going to be different? Where am I going to be successful? How am I actually going to be able to hit that financial goal that I want to hit? So right now, uh, this is basically the start of my uh, sophomore year. And uh, I start going to the library a lot more. And I literally just type it on Google. Type it on Google, how to get rich. That's what I type in. The most, yeah, the most basic, the most basic thing anyone could probably do. Just how to get rich. Uh, three different things came up. Uh, it says, A, you can get into real estate. Real estate, obviously a great way to, you know, gain wealth. Uh, it's a great way to be able to get financial gain. And it, there is a, it is tough to start with, especially being a college student and having no money in your bank account, right? right? right. Not the that, easiest that's thing. That's the biggest thing. You, you, you re, I mean, obviously in day trading, you need some capital. Oh, 100%. But, it, but in, rate, in real estate, you really need some capital. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number two was start a business. And I was thinking about, you know, what kind of business can I start with? I actually was like dabbling a little bit, you know, with maybe like starting a clothing line or something along these lines. And I'm just, you know, trying to get thinking a little bit. That third option was what? That third option was get involved in the stock market. Now, this is something that's always, you know, been in an interest of mine. Um, And when you think about stock trading, you know, the thing that pops in my head is people, you know, working on Wall Street, wearing nice suits, nice ties, you know, feeling of importance. And that's, you know, really always just stuck out in my mind of someone of who I wanted to be, someone who represented success, someone that, you know, walked down the street and had pride of what they did. And that's something that really sparked my interest and where I wanted to get uh, involved. So from there, I honestly became obsessed with it. You know, every single day I was uh, studying in the video library. You know, this is kind of when, you know, not probably the best influence I I should be saying, but it's when I didn't go to class, let's say as much, but it's not like I wasn't going to class and, you know, sitting home and playing video games. I was not going to class, but instead giving myself an education in the library. You you, you were just studying something else. Yeah, exactly. So I I always say to myself, you know, college, it was absolutely great. I love that I went to college, but college didn't teach me what I wanted to do. College showed me what I didn't want to do. It showed me that I didn't want to work a regular nine to five. It showed me that I didn't want to be a person that's just going to follow the everyday route. And co- what college really did show me is if I want to be someone, if I want to make something of myself, I need to do it myself. And that's what really college told me. And that's what, you know, uh, I really stick with today. So sophomore year, I dedicated uh, honestly everything I had. Yes, I was balancing school, but I was going to the uh, going to the library as much as I can, just reading charts, trying to figure out things, trying to say to myself, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean? And when you first jump into the stock market as a new trader, it doesn't matter if you're 20 years old. It doesn't matter if you're 45 years old. It's like looking at a different language. You open up a book and you open up different charts. It's like, it looks like it's Spanish. You know, it's just something completely different that you have never seen before. So it's so difficult. And the thing is, you just got to keep pounding and pounding and pounding away until that one time you get that spark and you say, wow, I'm definitely starting to understand things. So 
at this point, um, you know, I'm probably a few months in. I'm finally starting to understand things a little bit better. Uh, as you know, again, I'm a college student, have really no money in my bank account whatsoever. So I say to myself, how can I trade? How can I get started with really no money whatsoever? At this point, uh, I'm paper trading. You know, and I think that's one of the best things to ever happen to me. And I know a lot of people have different opinions on paper trading. Some people don't like to paper trade. They say they can't take it serious in the market. Some people love to paper trade. You know, personally, I love paper trading. I think it's a necessity. You know, I think I it's think, I think great. It, I think, yeah, I think it gets a bad rap. You know, I mean, I, here's my thing. And, and this is my point about paper trading. And this goes to the listener of the podcast. I mean, if you're going to, you know, to me, it doesn't matter – what you're doing. I mean, if you're going to, if you're in a flight simulator and you're half, oh, I love assing, it. you're half assing it in the flight simulator, you know, are, are you telling me that, that, you know, that's not going to reflect <laughs> your, your flying ability? You know, my point is if you go into paper trading saying, ah, this is paper trading, whatever. Well, it's not going to work. You know, you have to have that mindset that damn it. When I have five grand in my account or 50 grand in my account, this is how I'm going to behave. So if you go into half-ass and into paper trading, then you're going to get out what you put in. You're going to get half-ass results. You know? Exactly. I, I say the same exact thing to the people I work with. I say the same exact thing to my members. I like to always compare it to uh, Apollo 13 with that movie Tom Hanks. You know, the star of that movie, they're in the simulator trying to land on the moon or trying to – something right along those lines, and they're sweating. They're saying to themselves, hey, we got to move this hey, a little bit more to the left, Fredo, like all this stuff. And they come out, and, you know, they end up dying, and they're pissed off. They're super mad about it. You know, they're not really dead. Nothing really happened to them in real life. But they know in the future they go up up there that's their life and the exactly. thing is if you can't ta- if you can't take paper trading serious if you can't say to yourself hey you know this is the money that i'm going to use and if you say yeah you know paper trading yeah i'll save that for you know i'll save that for the rookies all right paper trading yeah let's come on bring in the real money right here it's like you gotta have to have you know some sort of you know drive some sort enough passion to say this is what my account's going to be i need to make this as real as possible so i don't mess up and because i don't the- you know the biggest thing i you know if you're that 20 year old college student and you manage to squirrel away five grand. I mean, God damn it. I don't want you trading that real money. If you don't even, you know, like, like you mentioned, you're look, you're seeing all this jargon. You don't even know what this stuff means. That's the worst time oh, to, be, yeah. to be burning through that five grand, you know, keep that five grand aside for when you're consistent paper trading. But, but yeah, yeah even if you got money, please start with paper trading. 100% because I mean, I understand it, especially, you know, where I'm at now and especially on everything you see nowadays on, you know, social media, people get fired up, they get excited. Yeah. And I 100% understand you want to have that success that other people have. You see other people making five, 10,000, whatever dollars amount a month. And you say to yourself, that's what I want. First thing you do is you sign up to some sort of service and you say, Hey, I'm ready to trade. And, you know, especially when people come to me, they say, hey, I have 5000 10000 20000 bucks. I'm ready to trade right now. And I say, hey, I'm so fired up. I'm, so, I'm looking forward to working with you, but you're not ready yet. There's, you know, steps you have to take. And this isn't me trying to go and, you know, not make you trade. This isn't me saying, no, you're not ready and trying to put you down. This is me trying to save your account for the future. Because guess what? I have been in this, you know, world for the last five years, and I've seen people blow up their accounts. I've seen people lose it all because they don't want to take one step of actually learning. 
you know, if you want to just go ahead and like be the, I always say this as well. You want to go and, you know, be in the NFL right away. Imagine you're just like, no, you know, the people who, again, go through high school, go through college, deserve to be in the NFL. Not just some random smuck who says, yeah, put on the pads. I'm going to play for the Patriots. Tom Brady is up here saying, all right, you know, if you just want to go out and go out there, you know, all right, go uh, do a, you know, 20 yard pass and then we'll do a flat. That's like like every guy on Sunday afternoon after eight beers, you know? Oh, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's like, (laughs) it's crazy talk. And yeah, and the other thing that's like super crazy about it is, um, you know, especially what I do, uh, every single day I'm live streaming every single day I'm trading live so people can see what I do. And there's a big difference between learning and there's a big difference between following. And the reason why I live stream my trading, the reason that I do everything I do is because I want to develop self-sufficient traders, traders that can actually learn how to trade. I don't want a group of people who just wait until I buy to go buy the same exact thing. That's never learning anything. And the people who basically sign up and they say to themselves, oh, I'm just going to do exactly what you do. That doesn't help at all because all you're going to do is be late. All you're going to do is be chasing. All you're going to do is be buying at the top. And I care about my members enough to say that, that that's just, you know, an awful idea. I want people to learn. And that's why paper trading, getting back to where we started, is I think so important because especially when I first uh, started up, um, I haven't blown up an account and people are like, oh, you've never blown up an account before. But I will say when I first started trading, I lost hundreds to thousands of dollars of fake money. Because I pay, yeah, because I paper, I don't have that type of money in real life to, to just lose and blow away. But, you know, in fake trading, you can try new strategies. You can go ahead and have, you know, risk free trades and you can learn as much as you can learning from your mistakes. And that's what it's all about, you know, learning from your mistakes. Your losses are going to be your biggest lessons. But most people never want to look at losses. Who wants to look at a loss? You lost, you're frustrated, you want to shut that computer and walk away. But really, the best thing to do is be able to get your emotions intact. Say to yourself, why did I lose this? And then go ahead and say, all right, I lost this because I chased, because I overtraded, because I held the bag, because I didn't set a stop loss, whatever it could be. So now, again, you can go ahead and fix it. Most people just make the same mistake over and over and over because they don't ever want to look into a loss. They only want to show off their wins. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's one of the biggest you know, I, I, you know, I've, I've ripped off that. I mean, a million people say it all the time, but that whole, you know, you either learn or you earn, you know, corny saying, but I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like, to me, your losers are the most important because it's like, why did you lose? Okay. Did you do something wrong? Was it, was it like CANF and some intraday offering came out? Okay. Maybe, you know, you can't control that kind of stuff, but did you fail to find, you know, to, to do your process? Did you fail to set your stop? Did you, you know, make all these mistakes and, and are you repeating these mistakes? So I biggest thing, man, when there's a loser, really break that thing down and tear it apart. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Every single loss is, as I said, you know, the best lesson to really be learned there. So, um, yeah, I mean, if we're diving back, so now I'm a sophomore, getting my paper trading in. And uh, so I'm paper trading for uh, a year, about 11 months to a year before I actually – Most most guys like paper trade for a – Three oh, weeks, a week. like six Tops. green trades, and I'm I'm good. I'm I'm all I'm ready. I paper traded for a week. Put me in the game, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's not how things work. So I paper traded for um, eleven months before I really started figuring out that you know this is the strategy that I want to use. This is where I'm starting to be as consistent as I can be, and this is when I'm actually starting to grow my paper trading account. Learning from absolutely nothing 
to trying to figure out the world of stock trading. As we all know that statistic, we all know that fact. What is it? Like 85% of traders are going to fail. There's going to be like 15 to 10% of people who are actually going to be successful. If you want to be in that top 15, that top 10% of people who are actually making money in the stock market, that means one thing. That means you have to outwork 85% of other people. That's not, you know, oh, I worked for a week. I deserve to be in that success range. That doesn't mean that whatsoever. There's, let's say, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Are you willing to work, outwork 85% of those people to be in that top 15, be in that top 10%? And that's the mindset. That's the way you guys have to think about it if you want to be a successful trader. For me, Again, that took 11 months. That took about a whole year for me to be able to be a consistent trader. And I'm not saying that you can't do it in three months. I'm not saying you can't do that in six months. Everyone is going to be able to pick up things differently. Everyone does have different intellectual, you know, capabilities on if they could pick up things, you know, quicker than others, right? We're not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a genius. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the most intellectual person in the world. But what I do have is a pretty crazy work ethic. And I will say that's going to outbeat absolutely everything every single time. So, um, after about 11 months, I'm feeling good. I'm saying to myself, all right, I want to start, you know, actual trading in the market. I really want to start getting involved right now. And, uh, I worked, uh, two different jobs, uh, in the summer, I would lifeguard and also I would work at this overweight camp in the spring. So that was, you know, a pretty crazy time working at this overweight camp. I was like uh, a repeller. So I like these kids would climb up the rock wall. And at this time I was 20 years old. I was one of those kids that hit puberty at like the age of 20. So I got these 300 pound kids climbing up these walls, you know, acting like there's a chocolate bar at the top and I'm repelling (laughs) these little guys and I'm repelling at the bottom about to get whipped up to the top of this thing. It was a pretty scary time. Uh, And so I was not a huge fan of that job. My other job was in the winter. I worked at a ski resort um, and I worked in uh, the tubing and I would be sitting at the very top of these uh, these tubing mountains and I would just, you know, say, hey guys, sit down in your tube. I would, you know, give them a little push and I would do this for about 10 hours a day, just putting people in their tube, pushing them on down, making eight hours a day, uh, making eight uh, bucks to an hour. And, uh, you know, end of the day. Did you ever ever get any of that cooking spray that Clark Griswold had on Christmas vacation? (laughs) No, no, I know what you're talking about. You're probably too young to even get that reference. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, that was, that, that, that that job was definitely very interesting as well. Just imagine, you know, just being up there in the middle of the ski resort, blowing snow on you, making eight bucks an hour, working 10 hour shifts, coming home and, you know, after taxes, being able to bring home like a $72 paycheck or something like that. It was I've been there, been delivering yeah. pizzas, man. Yeah. Yep, so. so, yeah. So we all have that job. We all have that, you know, that history of working a job we don't like. And then you discover stock trading where you say to yourself, wow, I've made this profit, you know, 80 bucks within a minute, two minutes, right? And, you know, we've had trades before where we can make $500,000 in, in a day. And it's saying to yourself, wow, this, this is really eye-opening to me. This is where, I, you know, I'm so motivated because you know what's possible. And that's what also was so great about paper trading. It showed me the world of what's possible and what we can achieve. But we can't go in it blind. We can't go in it emotional and say to ourselves, we're only going to win. Because stock trading is, you know, a game of winning and managing losses because no one's going to win 100%. We all know that. I remember when I first did make my real trade, which I'll get to, um, I went in and I was saying to myself, thinking in my head, I was saying, I'm going to be the first trader that's never going to lose once. I'm gonna be <laughs> that's a- awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I'm and, gonna be- and, and I appreciate you sharing that. that that's, yes. you know. That, and, and that's, that's what, I mean, I get it when you're 20 years old, you're like, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you think you actually think that's feasible. That's, oh, that's awesome. you think it. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, I'm having daydreams of me being on CNBC and I, I'm saying <laughs> you, you've never lost a trade ever. How do you do it? 
you know, when I did make my first trade, it was, it was a loss right away. Well, I will say that too. So I lost immediately. Um, but you know, so I saved up, you know, over these two jobs, I also reached out to my one friend, uh, my one friend, he came from a little bit of a wealthier uh, family. And I was like, hey, man, I was wondering if you could, you know, ho- hopefully spot me some money. I saved up about 13, uh, 1200 bucks, I want to say. He saved up uh, or he had about $1,100 he loaned me. So I started trading with about 2500 bucks when I first started trading, which I was very happy with. You know, that was maybe some of the most money I saw as a 20-year-old, you know, in my account. Usually I'm, you know, right around 2000 bucks. I would work through the summer and then that's what I would live off of in college. Then, you know, in the winter, I try to save up and then you'll live that off in college. But, you know, I'm making a, a big investment, you know, right here. I'm saying, you know, these are the funds I'm living off of, you know, the, right. <laughs> like I'm, I want to be able to start trading. So as I start trading, I start progressing. I do, and I'm able to grow this account. Um, and uh, after my junior year of trading, I've turned that 2,500 bucks into about 18,000 bucks. Nice. So, yeah, so it's not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I turned 2,500 bucks into $100,000 my first year because that's not what I did, you know, but I was able to grow that account. Well, but that's, you know, you know, and again, that's one of the reasons why, why I reached out to you. I mean, again, you know, it's like, I, you know, those extreme outliers are cool. I mean, I know everybody likes to hear about the outliers that turn the 2,500 into a million, but yeah. man, that's just, they're, they're such extreme outliers that when it comes to average Joe and average Jane, it's like, you know, maybe you could replicate that, but most likely not. Yeah. Now, I think you could, if you put in the work that you put in, Mm-hmm. 2,500 into 18 grand is feasible. And that's, that's damn impressive, you know, you know, percentage wise and, and growth wise. But that's why I want, you know, those are the stories I like to focus on because yeah. like, I mean, good luck being extreme outlier. I mean, you, you know, your odds are even worse. The odds are bad enough in the stock market, but the odds of you being an extreme outlier or even, you know, exponentially worse. So. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like, I, I, I would think the same exact thing. As I said, I wanted to be the trader that would never lose. I wanted to be the trader that would turn, you know, into a million dollars within my first year. But it's great to have goals. It's great to set those. But at the same time, if you shoot for something that's out of your range, it could also hurt you even more. If you're the type of trader who says, I'm never going to lock in my profit. I'm just going to hold, hold, hold. Well, that turns into a loss, loss, loss every single time, you know? So if you don't lock in your gains when you have them, that's going to be a massive issue. And that's where you really have to be able to learn to control your emotions. So after this year, I'm able to grow my account, uh, junior year. That was absolutely great. So again, senior, uh, excuse me, sophomore year, I pay for trade. Uh, junior is when I start trading more senior year. That's when I start transitioning to, you know, basically trading all the time. I'm not really, you know, I'm, I'm getting my work done in school, but you know, I, I really know that stock trading, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to focus on. Um, after college is, uh, I came back home for about four months or so, never really went right into a, uh, nine to five regular job. I've never, you know, went and applied for a job. I've been trading for the last, you know, five years straight now, all full time. And uh, it's, you know, absolutely great that, you know, from college, you know, from sophomore year, I paper traded junior year, able to grow my account senior year, basically, you know, full time trading now, right when I get out of senior year, I'm able to pay off all my college debt right away. That was my first big thing I I ever traded or ever spent my money on was just paying off my college debt. And, uh, you know, it's definitely hurtful. You know, it's like, oh, you have this much and it's just like pay it off click and then you know half your account's just gone but uh at the same time it is great that that's just absolutely over with and something i don't need to worry about uh from there that's when 
you know, I started uh, just training full time. I came back home for a couple months after school before moving up. I live uh, right next to New York City now in uh, the Hoboken, Weehawken, you know, Union City area. Um, so, you know, right next to New York City, which, you know, I absolutely enjoy and love. And I've been uh, up in there now for the past three years. So definitely been enjoying it. On top of that, you know, I run Deckmar Trades, um, live streaming my trade and uh, do that all on Tradecaster where uh, I've been able to grow my account. I have all my P&Ls as well. Uh, with that being said, on my big account, I usually average around $10,000 a month in trading profits. That's usually nice. what I'm bringing in when I'm trading on my big account. Um, on my, I, but what I like to do a lot, which I'm currently doing right now, is a small account challenge. I like to relate myself to uh, traders that are just trying to learn, and I like to show that it's possible to be able to grow a small account because I grew my small account in college. Then last year, I started up this thing called the small account challenge where I went back down to a small account to, sh- to prove that you can grow it. I live streamed every single trade. I was able to turn $4,000 into $85,000. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I was able to do that within a 10 month time. Well, frame. And I tell you, you know, you know, and, and I'll let you kind of finish wrapping that or, or oh, finish, no problem. finish talking about that. But, but man, that's, you know, I, and again, you know, paper trading gets a bad rap, small accounts get a bad rap, but it's like, man, I just, I tell people, I'm like, you know, I don't want, you know, if you like, if you like inherit 50 grand or a hundred grand and you're like, I'm going to start trading. I'm like, no, please (laughs) put, put 95 grand of that hundred grand in a trust or something. Let your, you know, let make your dad or somebody in escrow (laughs) or something and then learn with that five grand or that one grand or that two grand, because man, First, multiple things. You're gonna you're gonna screw up. You're gonna screw up hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather see you doing that. With, you know, I'd rather see you blow up a five grand account than a hundred grand account. Yep. And number two, as much as trading with a small account sucks, and we talk about the PDT, and we talk about all these limitations, you know, and buying power, and and all these things, cash accounts, margin accounts, you know, all these pains in the butt with a small account. Damn it, it forces discipline. I mean, oh, 100%. you got a $2,000 account. You can't, you That's, can't let those losses run because 100%. all of a sudden, half your account is gone and there is no tomorrow. You know, yeah, to, to exactly. quote, I, I, I just watched one of my favorite movies of all time, Rocky three yet again. Oh and yeah. When, 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 uh, Apollo is like, there's, there is no tomorrow, you know? And, and if you, if you take a huge loss with a small account, you're done. And so you it do. forces discipline and it forces good habits. Yeah. And that's the reason, one of the reasons I do do the small account challenge because it also sharpens up my trading. So usually half the year, I like to trade on my regular account, uh, trade on my big account. And then the other half of the year, I like to go down to and do the small account challenge, which, you know, also, you know, the members love. And on top of that sharpens up my trading. Um, so, you know, it's something that's, you know, definitely great because, you know, I could sit there and I could trade a 70 or $80,000 account and I could say to myself, Hey, look how much money, you know, I made, I made 2000 or 3000, but you know, it's not really anything that people with smaller accounts can relate to too much. You know, when you're buying 10,000, 15,000 shares, let's say, you know, and, and other people are trying to learn from you, it's very difficult for them when they only have $2,000, $3,000 in their account. So that's, you know, something that I always like to try to relate to. So uh, last year, yeah, we turned 4,000 to 80,000. Um, and then on top of that, we just started our new small account challenge last month. And it has been a little bit slower on the fact that I haven't been able to see a ton of giant well, rips. Last, last, I mean, we're just for the listeners, we're recording on May 20th. May's been pretty, I mean, it's 
it's just slow yeah. month for volatility. Yeah. yeah. So, so Which, uh, with a small account, just and again for the listeners because they're mostly newer traders. When we talk about volatility and stuff, I mean that's what you want with with a small account. You need you need it big volatility because you know again if you got a hundred shares or you got four hundred shares, you need you moves trading stocks with ten cent moves. You know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why, again, you know, with a bigger account, you know, it is easier. It is easier to turn $50,000 to, let's say, $100,000 than it is to turn $2,000 into $20,000 because you need to wait for that volume. Um, so yeah, so we just started the small account challenge about a month ago. Uh, I'm currently up about 2,500 bucks, but with that being said, you know, it's better than being down 2,500 bucks, but I'm just waiting for things to kind of pick up a little bit more, trying to get some big time spikes, get some low float runners. I mean, mean, that's, you know, what, what, what's, what size did you start with? Uh, we started with a 4,000. So 4,000, yeah. currently up 25. I mean, I mean, there's, there, I, I bet you there's people listening to this podcast that would be salivating over, over <laughs> a, a 55% month in a, in, in a month that, you know, Sean and I just complained about having <laughs> lack of plays and you're up 55%. Oh, boo hoo. I really, oh, I always say that. I love that you say that. That's so funny. I always say that's, you know, I think it's the most, the funniest thing how, you know, us stock traders, we have the most, you know, I, the most funniest complaints in our life that you know, it, it, the fact is like people are Hashtag upset. first world problems. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's ridiculous that, you know, we're, it, people, I see people all the time. It's like, Oh, I'm so upset with myself. I only traded for five minutes today. I only made $300. I'm an idiot. It's like, it's like, what are you doing? It's like, what are you talking about? And they're just like, Oh, I could have made 700 or 800. And you know, your friend is sitting right next to you, you know, who has a nine to five job working underneath a boss they don't like. And he's just like, did, did, did he just say $300 in five minutes? What? Like, exactly. <laughs> it's just like the most ridiculous, you know, complaints I ever heard. But uh, yeah, you know, so everything so far has been, you know, going absolutely great. You know, really excited. Um, just really just waiting up, uh, waiting for a little bit, you know, uh, more volume and validity in the market to, you know, get, so, get a couple big spikes. So, so thanks. What, I, what I'd like to wrap up with um, is, you know, uh, so so the the average listener of Steady Trade, you know, they're they're new to trading. A lot of the questions we get are revolving around, you know, what to trade, what do I look for, you know, what's the, what is the setup? So, um, and, and, and that's why I'm glad to have you on because I mean, I'm betting 90% of our listeners have small accounts. Mm -hmm. So what are like the one or two kind of patterns, setups? I mean, what, what do you, you know, tomorrow, with that small account challenge, I mean, what are, what are the types of setups and charts and et cetera that you're kind of looking at? Mm-hmm. I mean, the number one thing for me, yeah, and same exact thing, it is, you know, I'm a huge momentum trader. I love, you know, there is, there's so many different ways to make money in the stock market. And I always want, you know, of course, your listeners to understand that, that you do have to find what's right for you and what strategy works for you. And if let's say my strategy doesn't work for you, I'm sure there's someone else's and different combined that you can go ahead and combine different strategies to make the one that works best. But personally, I like to find those momentum plays. Where does that momentum come from? I look for squeezing between uh, indicators and I also look for low float stocks that come out with that big time news. I'm up every single morning at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. is usually the first hot PR wave, the press release wave. 7 a.m., 7.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30. These are the times that I like to make the most money as possible because guess what? This is when hot news comes out. And when it comes down to hot news, these is what these are what lead to the biggest breakouts. If I wake up and I see, hey, you know, um, BPTH, 1 million in float stock. This stock just came out with phase two trial 
Giles talking about cancer reduction in all its patients. Guess what? You know, two months ago, that went on a $70 spike. Yep. because of its low float, because of the hot press release that it has. Stock trading does come down to a first-come, first-served game. If you find the hottest news, if you find the hottest press release every single day, and you can beat what I like to call the mob, which I like to call the majority of buyers, you're going to be able to be profitable. Because and, the that's, beauty, and the beauty is, you know, the, the, what's great about, you know, whether it be the B, you know, BPTH, I think if I remember right, went from like two to seven one day, seven to 14 the next day, and then like 20 to 70, it like gapped up and went to 70 or something. But yeah. the beauty of that is, remember, is, you know, you got to stick to your stop loss, of course. Oh, we 100%. All know that. But the beauty of, of, of these low floaters with news, I mean, you got 50 freaking shares of something that moves 10 bucks, and maybe you only get four or five bucks of that move. You know, mm-hmm. that again, you got a small account. That's a good day. So, oh, that's so, an awesome day. That's, 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 I mean, favorite setup of mine is again that low floater with news. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. I mean, that's that it probably comes down to, you know, the common, common one that a lot of people love. It's just that low float with news. But the big thing is, you know, you have to be first. You have to always, you know, be first or at least try to be first. I always, you know, compare my trading to, uh, Talladega Knights, Ricky Bobby. Going first or last, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and that's what it comes down to. Because if you are late, you know what? You may end up buying at the top, right? It's easy to look back at BPTH and say to yourself, oh, okay, $5 or $2 to 70 You know, I could have bought in at 30 40 50 But that's not how every single stock is going to work. If you are a trader and you are not waking up, let's say, early enough to see how press releases come out, and you are waking up at, you know, for me, I'm Easter, East Coast, it's 9.30 a.m. If you're waking up at 9.30 a.m. and expecting to get in on the hottest plays, you know, you may already be you know, behind, you may already see a stock spike on up and already be up 80%. You're sleeping as you just missing out on profit. I always say sacrifice sleep for success. If you want to take this job seriously, if you want to make big time money, you have to be willing to wake up early to be able to see hot press releases. Well, but this is what, this is what I, this is what always drives me nuts because, you know, I get up at like 4.30 in the morning and people yeah. are always, people are always like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I go to bed at nine. It's not hard. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. everybody wants like this secret to getting up early. I'm like, here's the freaking secret. Go to bed earlier. It's not that freaking hard. That is, yeah. Well, I mean, and there's also this as well. I mean, you could say that to them or on top of that, you know, um, imagine, imagine all of a sudden, you know, 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m., all of a sudden, you know, I wake you up, you know, I say, hey, you know what? If you get up right now, I'll give you 500 bucks, Right. You know, and you would probably say two things to me. You would say, one, why are you in my room? Get out. And number two, let's go get this money. Right. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it, you could say, you know, uh, hot press releases, they come out at seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock. You know, if you sleep through that, you could be missing out on hundreds of dollars, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You never know when that next big press release, that next supernova, that next BPTH is going to be coming out. And when it does come out, you better be ready. There's going to be multiple mornings. And, and, yeah. the, and, the, and the other reason to be up early is, you know, you know, we, we keep mentioning BPTH because it's a great example, but yeah. a lot of these low float stocks, they have the similar move. So the other reason you want to be up early is, okay, say the press release was yesterday. The stock went nuts. I mean, we see all the time early in the day when, when that, when these low floaters break the previous day's high, they go nuts again, you know? So maybe you missed it yesterday, but if you're there today at 7 a.m., 7.30, 8 a.m., and that thing's breaking yesterday's highs, that's a great setup, and it's day two or day three. Exactly, the I mean, continuation. O- yep, o- OTLK. You know, again, it's wow. May 20th. 
Um, you can bring up that chart if you're listening. OTLK has done it three days in a row. It's ripping in after hours. It's probably going to be in play tomorrow. It's yeah. a low floater that had news a few days ago. So. Mm-hmm. This morning as well, we had uh, CANF had yep. news this morning. Um, that had its biggest spike of the day in pre-market as well. Uh, I believe it went somewhere around – I'm not exactly sure I have my chart in front of me. I think it went on about a $2 spike right before the market opened in pre-market, um, and I was able to make just a quick 130 bucks off my small account on that one. So you know that stock actually later on this afternoon, it came out with a, an offering, which you know dropped it off, which yep. is you know pretty crazy as well. But yeah, the, nice, the, only, the only nice thing was it was fading for like four hours. So if you if you lost money in CANF, I feel bad for you. But if if you didn't stop out during that four hours of fading, you kind of got what you deserved. <laughs> there you, you give them the the harsh speech. Hey man, I, <laughs> no I, love I, over I, here. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a young idealist young man like you. I'm I'm a I'm an ordinary old man telling you <laughs> off my lawn. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But yeah, that's what it really comes down to. But yeah, I love the continuation as well. Continuation patterns are something that's always great because they're always patterns. There's always um continuation. It's always, as you like to say, you know, it's in play. You know, you could wake up and there may not be a hot press release that day. There's times that there's not a hot press release, but you know where all those traders go to, where they feel comfortable. Where do they feel comfortable? At the stock that was the biggest top gainer yesterday. And that's when they go right back to it. So every single morning, if you wake up and you don't see anything that's really, you know, catching your eye, just look at the previous day top gainers. And if that is yesterday or even the day before, we see nice setups, maybe one red day and then a nice big breakout. You know, it's, it's okay to, you know, look back maybe one or two days of previous top gainers because they could be setting themselves up for the next level. Yeah, I, you know, something I tell a lot of people, like, you know, especially when you're, when you're really in the beginning, you should be looking for those day two, day three moves because oh. now, you know, now you can, you can, you can, you're looking at your charts the night before or the day before, you know, you're looking at the press release. And to me, you can look for that again, that, that re breakout, that continuation move. And maybe you're a little scared in pre-market or you're a little scared. It's day one of the news. And I think that especially as a new trader, those, those continuation plays are some of the best setups and offer a little maybe a little less a little less stress maybe because now that stock is confirming that it's re-breaking those levels Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah and that's you know that's the perfect example of like otlk you know that's just been a great you know mover over the past you know few uh few days now because yeah we haven't really seen i'm I'm still waiting for that next big break that next big run i definitely think it's due soon it's up to to 370 and after hours so it might be tomorrow (laughs) hey i mean we will see i hope so yeah let's go i know i was watching the other podcast you had uh you guys were talking about also looking at reverse stock splits that you know come down get low floats and get a nice pop vlrx just had a reverse stock split today that's going to be one that we definitely want to be keeping your eyes peeled on you know uh just got its uh just changed i believe it's three million in float now i want to say so i write that nice. one down vlrx keep on watch especially if it starts breaking four fifty five dollars that one could definitely take on off that one uh just had a pr uh last uh it came out on friday that said reverse stock split was going to be today just came out so definitely you know within the next two or three days that one could be moving if news comes out Nice. Well, hey, Sean, I, I enjoyed this, man. Um, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on. And, and uh, I always, you know, I, I recently did a podcast with Jack Kellogg. Not sure if you know him, but another young guy. And man, I just love your guy, the mindset. I mean, I mean, I, I just, if anything you take away, I, I know we talked about some, you know, as the listener, as a takeaway, you know, have that, that long range mindset. I mean, Sean knew he was in love with this. 
he knew he knew nothing. So he paper traded for a year to kind of, to get through that learning process. But man, I, you know, willing to get up early, willing to put in the time. I mean, paper trading for a year. I mean, everybody wants to get rich today. I mean, that shows that work ethic and, and you're really proving to not only proving, you know, to the market, but proving to yourself that you can actually do this stuff. So, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to stock trading, when it comes down to anything, like if you want to start your own business or be a stock trader or anything, success ultimately comes down to you. People can help you out. People can, you know, give you an education. People can say you can do this, do this, do this, but you're the one who actually has to put in the work. You're the one at the end of the day, it comes down to you. No one's actually going to give you success other than if you actually work for it and earn it. So that's the mindset you have to say. Uh, odds are, you know, you're not going to make money. I mean, just like when I, I, I started a business 25 years ago and my business partner and I, I mean, we took enough money out of that business to buy food for like the first two years. Okay. But we, you know, we had the idea, we, we had the work ethic, we were determined to make it happen, but we, we knew we weren't going to get rich today. We knew it took time. We knew you had to scale up. You had to build the business. You had to get employees, do all these things. What drives me nuts about day trading is people are like, Oh, I'm just, you know, I can just tomorrow, I can drop 500 bucks in an account and I can get rich. So have that long, my long-term mindset and learn from what, what Sean talked about. I mean, I, I, I love it, man. I, the biggest things I like are again, that, that, the fact that you found what you were passionate about, you were willing to work shit jobs to get there and you took the time. You didn't try. And, you know, I, I always call them the making bank bro guys, you know, and you know, you did, you didn't have that idea that you're just going to make bank. You knew that this is something you could do over time, but you knew you're going to have to put in the time and the effort. Exactly. Yeah. Being, you know, five years now, five years later, you know, it, it definitely pays off. I know when you're first starting and you're first saying, Hey, I want to be successful and I want to be able to be a day trader, you know, just think long-term exactly if you're saying, you know, you're going to look back a couple of years and you're going to say, I'm so happy I stuck with it. You know, yes, it was tough when I first started. Yes. There are times that I thought I was going to quit. Yes. There's times where I lost money, but at the end of it, looking back now, you know, I wouldn't change anything. So make sure you guys stick with it as well. Perfect. Nice clothes, man. You took it out. Took them home. (laughs) That's what we do. Hi, this is Latrina from Frederick, Maryland, and I like to clean my kitchen while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade podcast. You can register to win prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in Frederick, Maryland.